0: I'm Erica Earlebeck and this is the So You Talk to Cows podcast, a podcast for agricultural communicators. This week's agricultural communicator actually does talk to cows on her family's New Mexico dairy farm. Tara Vander Dusen is a true influencer, speaker, podcaster, instructor, environmental scientist, dairy farmer, and all-around advocate for agriculture. She started her social media journey with the handle New Mexico Milkmaid, but she shifted away and just goes by her name now. Let's hop right in. Tara, start by telling us about you. I feel like I've kind of been a little bit all over the place, but there is like maybe some
1: method to this madness. But I grew up on a dairy farm. I'm a fifth generation dairy farmer. And then I actually went away to college and got my degree in environmental science. And I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do with that degree whenever I got it, but I did really love my degree. And um, while I was getting my degree at the same time, my dad was actually working as a part of a group here in New Mexico on um, basically environmental regulations for dairy farmers. And so obviously very formative years for me while I was getting my degree. And I remember like every time I'd go to a meeting with him or talk with him about it, it seemed like there was like a lack of communication between the regulators and the producers. Like I was like, you guys want the same thing. Like you both want to protect groundwater. You both want to, you know, improve soil health. But the conversations they were having were just not always productive. And they were just coming at it, I think, from opposite ends. And it went on for a really long time, these uh, regulations. Well, as I was getting my degree, I um, ended up marrying my husband and moving back to his family dairy farm. He is also a fifth generation dairy farmer. And so we dairy farm with his parents and his brothers. And so I was back in New Mexico on a dairy farm, figuring out what to do with my environmental degree. And uh, it ended up being a great fit to be a consultant for dairy farmers in New Mexico and throughout the Southwest and really represent them with their regulators and, uh, you know, New Mexico Environment Department, that kind of thing. Helping them with permitting, regulation, uh, water quality, soil health that kind of like I always joke it's like the back end of the dairy the manure management side of the dairy (laughs) and so I uh, did that for the last 10 years Um, while I was doing that though I also had two daughters and realized very quickly that some of the conversations online around dairy and milk and all of that kind of thing I was in like a lot of mom groups uh, were not very positive around dairy and a lot of times the conversations went beyond just like milk is it good for you but really went into like Dairy. I've heard dairy is bad for the environment. I've heard dairy use a lot of water, like, you know, these conversations. And so, obviously, what I was seeing, like boots on the ground on these dairies, was not aligning with the narrative I was seeing online. And so, I started sharing online, just opening up our dairy farm, our family to whoever wanted to follow my blog. Um, That's where I started, which really dates me. And then ultimately, my Instagram and other things. And that has since evolved and changed into what it is now. And I actually left my environmental consulting job two years ago to go full time into really sharing online. I still do some environmental consulting um, through my own company now, instead of working for a third party. And um, now I podcast, have some social media platforms, do public speaking. Um, and so it's funny that I'm talking to you today as a communicator because obviously my degree had nothing to do with communications, but one theme throughout all of my like career changes has been being a communicator, whether that was a communicator between dairy farmers and their regulators, or now my hope with like our podcast is to be a communicator between, you know, agriculture and those not involved in agriculture, you know, our everyday consumers.
0: Well, and it's one of those things that like it, why not be a communicator if you're working in science, because, you know, some of this some of this information is so complicated and, and difficult to understand. And so, you know, we we need more scientists to break that down for the lay public and, and help us all understand that. And like I had to take a lot of science classes, but I never took an environmental science class so to have somebody communicate that language to me. Um, in an easier to understand way is is very, very helpful. So yeah, I think in the ag and actually in ag across
1: the board, but in the environmental space, that's the space I'm in, we have really great data. We have amazing science to like back up what we're saying. Our issue is like getting that information out to people, like communicating it. I think we don't always do a great job of that. And actually I was um, a moderator for a panel a couple of years ago and actually a PhD student stood up during the Q&A and was like, I have all this information about these research papers and white papers. Like, how do I help get it out to people? And I, I do think we have that, like, gap that um, we have great information in agriculture. We just need to do a better job of, like, I hate saying this, but, like, quote, unquote, telling our story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> telling our story has been told. Uh, uh, the the yeah. line is uh, getting a little old. But... It
1: is. We need a new line. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put that you. tell us, Erica, what is our new line we need to say instead of uh, telling our story? Mm-hmm.
0: Preach sister. That's, that's the new one. <laughs> um, okay, so you started in social media with the the handle New Mexico Milkmaid, and um, that you, you've since kind of transitioned away from that. Uh, what, why did you do that?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So when I started sharing, I started sharing probably about seven years ago online. And I feel like it was very common back then for you to have like an alias or like a a nickname online. And over the years, it seems like a lot of those OG influencers. And I always think of OG influencers, kind of those fashion influencers. They were really who kind of like paved the way in this like influencing world. They switched to their names. And I still was really hesitant. I actually chose my alias because I didn't, I mean, I was a part of a family farm. So there was lots of other members of the farm. So I didn't want to represent like our farm or feel like I was like speaking for anyone. Um, my husband and I obviously had concerns too about like opening up our personal life and having our name all over the internet, especially when you think about animal activists and that kind of world. But over the years, I think the more I've learned um I those fears were less concerning for me I think I realized like my name was going to get out there like think you know people were going to know who I was and ultimately using my name was something that as I've grown and changed so you know I started out sharing specifically about you know dairy sustainability now I'm podcasting your name is the one thing that like changes with you right like it, it stays consistent no matter what and i didn't know if new mexico milkmaid would continue to represent like who i was and what i was doing into the future and one of the final like st- i guess like straws that broke the camel's back was i was reached out to about potentially like, running for political office and i ultimately decided not to but my husband and i were like so if we had said yes to this opportunity, I would be in the middle of like a massive rebrand, right? That I, you know, you may know me online as New Mexico Milkmaid, but my actual name is Tara Anderson. And so it was like, maybe we should just be setting ourselves up for hopefully success in the future of just rebranding while, um, I mean, at the time I think I was five or six years in, which was felt like an eternity, but also in the big scheme of life, it's not that long. Yeah. So it was like, let's go ahead, rebrand my name and um, just, you know, move forward. Obviously I still get called New Mexico Milkmaid often, and it's totally fine. It's a part of my brand and who I am. But um, I think for people starting out, you know, if you do an alias, you have to think about how you may grow and change and where you may even move if you tie yourself to a location. And so sometimes your name is just the easiest option. Yeah,
0: good. So what, uh, what kind of propelled you forward? Was it that uh, post that you wrote uh, during the the Goliath blizzard? Was that kind of what yeah, so got you out there more. Yeah, Erica, you're like one of my like, you know, first people
1: that like first people I connected with online <laughs> and sharing my story. So I had been thinking about um starting a blog and kind of sharing online. I had had some push from our checkoff and like they'd been supporting me to do this, and I just hadn't taken the leap. And then Winter Storm Goliath happened and I woke up that morning and I wrote a post on Facebook and it went viral. It was shared like hundreds or tens of thousands of times. Not- It was shared a lot, very quickly. And it kind of felt like it was that moment. It was like sink or swim, like do this or don't do this. And so I'm a firm believer in the minimal viable product. And so like the most basic thing. So I didn't make it complicated. By the end of that day, I had a blog up and running and it had an about me. It connected to my Instagram. So anything I posted on Instagram, I had some photos and then I had my blog and that was it. Um, I remember making my logo in like the paint, do- like the old fashioned paint on my computer. Like it was, I mean, this was a long time ago. It was not Canva back then and things are more difficult. Um, but I just, so I started sharing on that and then pretty much just committed to once a week writing a blog post. It took me longer, I feel like to kind of adopt like social media and those things, just because I did love my blog and I was getting such good traction on there. Um, but yeah, kind of back to your original question, like with Goliath, a lot of people had questions and we looking to interview people. And a lot of the, you know, dairy farmers, like my husband did not have time to answer people's questions, but we needed someone to be able to talk. And so I was at home with a baby and there wasn't a lot I could do besides kind of like cook and bring food to the dairy, but I was happy to speak and give interviews and be able to kind of like personalize the story that was being really sensationalized in the media and not always in the most positive way. And um, that was kind of, yeah, that was what started it all. Awesome. Cool. So uh, what are some things that you're working on now? Yeah. So my big focus for 2023 is our podcast, Discover Ag. And if you are listening to this on a podcast format, you obviously are a podcast person. Um, So I hope you'll go over and give us a listen over at Discover Ag. But basically, once a week, we cover the top three trending topics in the ag and food space and kind of give our perspective. It's not just for ag people. It's for just, you know, consumers or people not in ag that are maybe, you know, kind of food curious that have questions when they see something in the news about food and agriculture. We try to cover those. Um, And then paired with our podcast, we're actually been working behind the scenes on a docu-series. And we filmed the first episode last fall about cotton. And basically every episode, we take you to a different piece of agriculture and really like dive into it with you. So the next episode we'll be recording in July and we'll be recording in Montana on a sheep trail and it'll be sheep. um, So for wool production and um, we're really excited about that. It's, you know, creating a TV show is slow going, but we are trucking along and really loving that aspect of the podcast and we're excited to bring it to people.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give a plug. Uh, the podcast y'all's podcast is really good. I really enjoy listening to it and it's it's a good way to get just current AG events and you know get get a little bit more perspective on those. So yes, well, discover you. AG, give that a listen. Um, so what are three pieces of advice that you would offer to somebody that's looking to either establish or improve their social media presence?
1: yeah, ooh, good question. Um, so I feel like if you're establishing like my and even improve, it's like go for it. Like do whatever it is. Like go all in, really give social media a try. I feel like a lot of people, you know, you see these people that like go viral and get a hundred thousand followers in like you know a month that you know that's not been the case for me. That's not been the case for a lot of people. I know I'm not saying it never happens, but sometimes it's like kind of the long and steady race. Like so give it your all, jump in, give it some time before deciding whether it's for you or not. Um, because I think it, I feel like it takes like six months to a year to really be like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like this could be something. Um, I remember, I think I was like two years in whenever I got my first brand deal and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this can be something. And obviously it's a very different space nowadays where brands are realizing it's a great space to advertise and be a part of. And so there can be like opportunity to, you know, make money and uh, it'd be an income. So just really go for it and give yourself some time in that space. Um, the next, my next thing would be that whatever makes you unique is truly like your advantage on social media. Like don't, you can look to other people, like don't reinvent the wheel, see what other people are doing, what's working for them, but make sure you make it your own because nothing propels you forward faster than being very like, this is another one of those buzzwords, buzzwords, but authentic. People connect with you on things you never would guess. It's something, y'all share something and be like, oh, that's just something I do. And it'll be the, the story that I get the most DMs about that people are like, oh, I do that too. I didn't know other people do that. And so what is unique to you is really, truly like your social advantage online. And then I guess my third piece of advice was um, kind of the opportunities that present themselves. Like when you start sharing your story online, you will find like the most incredible opportunities come your way when you really like open yourself up. And in the beginning, I feel like I said yes to a lot of opportunities because I didn't even know what I really liked or liked doing. Like I had no idea I liked public speaking until I gave it a try. And so be willing to try things that come your way. And then you can always say no again in the future if you found something, isn't your thing. A great example, my business partner has realized public speaking is like one of her least favorite things. And so when she gets opportunities or asks, she's always like, here, would you, do you want me to send them your way? And like (laughs) vice versa for me, like I sold merchandise for a while, like t-shirts and everything, and I apparel. And I realized that was not for me. So you can like try things and you know, give it up, like you're not committed to any one thing. Um, But it it is fun to see what opportunities come your
0: way and what you can try out and how it can expand your career and really your life. So what do you what do you think's next? What's on the horizon for social media marketing? What's your silver ball glass ball prediction? (laughs) (laughs) That I feel like is the big question.
1: I feel like Instagram is undergoing like a massive shift and change. Like they pushed reels really hard and now they're like, Oh, we, we're realizing, you know, photos and carousels are what people love about Instagram. And they're kind of like going back. And so I think my prediction its less of a prediction and more of a, I believe in being adaptive in social media and just in life in general. If you had asked me in college, if I would earn my income from a social media platform, I would have laughed at you because there wasn't even Instagram when I graduated, right? So like being adaptive, like if a platform rolls out something new, it's so easy and I'm guilty of this too. Like when Reels came out, I was like, oh no, another thing we have to like learn. But at the same time, like if you lean into it and end up really liking it, it can, they typically reward early adopters. So so be adaptive, try the new platforms that are out there. Like just the other day, I downloaded like the Lemonade, which is like a new social media app. So far I haven't been crazy about it, but I feel like it's worth trying, exploring, you know, jumping on things. Um, And seeing, you know, what's out there. And so I feel like when we go into social media marketing with like very like rigid, like this is how it's going to be, this is how it's always going to be, we get stuck and we get left in the past very quickly. And so being adaptive, you know, even in the podcasting space, that's still so new, you know, even though it's, you know, a decade old, it's still so new for a lot of people um, that you just have to kind of be adaptive and see what's how it's changing and how you can, you know, share your piece on those different platforms in those different ways.
0: So a lot of people use social media to advocate for agriculture and you've done a great job with that, but there's a lot of people that are kind of afraid to do it, you know, may not have time to it. But a lot of times what I hear is they're like, I just don't want to deal with the haters and the trolls, um, <laughs> yeah. so, um, you know, what, give give us some words of encouragement to, to advocate for the ag industry. And then also maybe give us some of your strategies for dealing with people that are not so friendly.
1: Yeah, so something I haven't even mentioned but um as you know and some of your your class this spring knows um we offer an online course called Elevate Ag that's a piece of our platform my co-host and I Natalie Covork that we um the point of Elevate Ag is an online course that people can take that really helps farmers, ranchers, producers, agricultural advocates learn how to share their story and that is one of the biggest things is like I don't I don't want to deal or I don't know how to deal with the haters like how much am I going to deal with and you know I will say that the over like overwhelmingly my experiences have been positive sharing online. Yes, I've had times where I've dealt with activists. I've had, you know, quote unquote activist attacks come on my page a few times over the years. But it is like such a small blimp on the radar, I feel like, in the big scheme of like sharing every single day. Sometimes you'll have a reel go viral that'll hit the wrong market or target audience and and you'll get some negativity. But overall, people are usually cheering you on. Um, Sometimes within ag, we can be our own worst critics, too. So people think about online negativity as like activists, and sometimes it's even within our industry, you'll experience a little bit of it. Um, That everyone has their own idea of how you should be sharing what we should be sharing and so you'll have that. But overall it's it's really positive. Um, And I think the great thing about an online space is you get to make the rules it's your platform you've grown that following in that community. And so when you receive the negativity. You get to decide how you handle it. Not the activists. Not anyone else online. You create the rules. And so my rules are probably not going to be the same as your rules. Or my rules are not the same as my co-host rules. Um, in the beginning, I was very like block and delete everyone, and that was just the way it was. It was not worth my mental capacity if you were getting on my page just to argue with me and not not arguing like a healthy discussion, but just to like be negative. Block and delete was my policy. And then over the years, it's changed. Um, sometimes now as my platform's grown and my community's grown, sometimes my community will jump on and kind of come to my defense or share their perspectives. And that's always really great to see. Uh, There's lots of people online. I think Iowa Dairy Farmer does a really good job of um, really like coming out swinging, like he'll take a negative comment and make a reel or make a TikTok out of it. And like, address it in that way. And so you have to find what works for you. And then again, kind of similarly, like you can change your mind and, you know, some days I'm in the right mood to argue back and forth for an hour and other days I'm like, I do not have time for you and I'm still going to block and delete you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you can kind of decide what you want to do, but I think letting that hold you back from sharing is a mistake because it is a smaller piece of the puzzle than people realize.
0: Anything else you'd like to add about social media, advocacy,
1: influencing? Uh, so I think my final thing is it's honestly been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but like I, in my career, it has been amazing to be able to share it has allowed me, like I've said, to do environmental consulting for my own company. It's allowed me um, so many opportunities with my in my career to expand. Uh, you know, I live in a rural community as lots of people in ag, and it really opens up your world to just so many opportunities in our online world that we live in nowadays. It's cool to be able to bring ag to people that otherwise would never see anything about ag. And I think it's a really unique time like post-COVID where people are more curious about their food and where it comes from than ever before, which gives us so much opportunity in agriculture to share. And I really hope that in five, 10 years when we reflect back on this time, like we'll be proud of the fact that we like kind of took this moment and really did like advocate for agriculture and, and tell our story and open up our farms to people in new ways, because I think it will help us moving forward in this space where, you know, policy is getting decided about agriculture and there, there's a lot of conversations about the future of ag. And so I think that being able to connect and communicate with people will only be like help us into the future.
0: Great. That's awesome. So I have a lightning round of five questions. They're just fun, silly, quick, quick question, quick answer. So Here we go. I'm more
1: nervous about this than any of the others, but okay. (laughs)
0: I'll start with a softball one. What do you like to do when
1: you're bored and sitting in an airport? oh my goodness i so i'm i'm like such a weirdo i don't watch tv on the tv very much i actually watch most of my tv on my phone and so when i am super bored in the airport i love putting on a good tv show and like getting lost so i have been traveling a ton in the month of may into june and i restarted gray's anatomy from the beginning so like airport watching gray's anatomy cuz you you know the story you know it's going to mm-hmm. happen so you don't have to be totally like dialed in um, that has been my guilty
0: pleasure for sure Awesome. It, it's, it's, it was so good in the, it's still good. I still watch it, but it was so good in the, so beginning. good in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. What is the best book you've read or movie you've watched lately?
1: Oh my goodness. Gosh, that. Okay. I need, I need to like pull up my, um, my books. So we have a book club for LFA Ag. Yes. And, uh, we, I feel like I've been finding a lot of my good books on there, but, um, Hold on, sorry, I need to see where I'm at. Um, We did the ACOTAR one, which is totally, like I normally am like a self-help business book girly. And the Akatar was, um, so it's a court of, a court of thorns and roses. And it's like a five book series, I think. And it's wild. It is like about fairies and like total fantasy world. It's definitely an adult book. Um, So I will put that caveat in there, but for just a good fiction, like summer read, I highly recommend it. So a court of thorns and roses. Okay. And who's it by? Sarah mass. Okay. And she has a couple different series. Um, but if you're looking for a good fiction book and you like a good series, because they're pretty long. So if you read quickly, I feel like it's a great book because it it, gives, it lasts for a little while. You know, sometimes when you're a quick reader, you go through books a lot. It seems like you barely start a book and then it's done and you're on to the next one. So I love a good long series for kind of like having a little, you know, a little longer in the storyline. Awesome. What's your favorite food? Oh, my goodness. I it's summer. So I've got to go with like grilling a good steak right now. I think that's the mood I'm in. Like it is just, there's nothing better than like right now, a beautiful evening in the summer, sitting outside, grilling with my husband, the girls are playing in the backyard and like enjoying, you know, a good filet mignon. Nice. Oh, that sounds good. What do you wish you were good at? Oh my goodness. Like a million things. Um, I don't know. I I love taking online courses actually, just because I like, if I can't do something, I, I try to get better, but what do I wish I was good at? Oh, Oh my gosh, I can't, I get, my brain is like literally going in like 50 different <laughs>
0: directions right now.
1: I think right now I've been trying to be in my health kick era. So I wish I was like a better cook. Like I can, I can whip up some good food and I can follow a recipe really well. Um, But I wish I was more of like every day, just enjoy cooking. So I, like I'm an eat out junkie and I wish I wasn't, I wish I was like, could just get more into the kitchen and enjoy cooking
0: good good and last thing uh what is a good piece of advice that somebody shared with you that you have really taken to heart and um would share with others
1: yeah so for a really long time my screen favor on my phone was a quote and i think it was from the coach carter quote mm-hmm. and um it was the one that like by you being small does not help other people like be you know shine bright be your best self be all that you can be and give that to the world um, because like dimming yourself never has helped anyone and I just thought that was such a great thing especially sometimes in the online space where you're not really sure what the next move is there's not it's not like you know I always joke my husband in the dairy business can call his dad and say like what do you think you know what, what what should I do next and in the online space you know I don't my parents if I called my parents and asked like what do you think I should do next in the podcasting space like it's definitely outside of their wheelhouse so just being able to like be big, be bright, just go for things, try things out. And that like, not be afraid of
0: kind of like what other people will think of you when you do that um, has really served me well. Yeah. And I do think worrying about what others think of us is a major force that holds lots of us back. And so thank you for saying that. Thank you so much for your insight and ideas. And you can find Tara Vander Dusen in lots of places, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and her website, Tara Vanderdussen, Dusen, that's taravanderdusse com. In addition to that, Tara and Natalie Kavark teamed up to create an outstanding online advocacy course, Elevate Ag. I had my students complete the course last spring, and they loved it. Tara and Natalie also have a podcast. It's called Discover Ag, so be sure to look them up and give them a follow. Thanks for listening this week. I'm Erica Erlbeck. I'm the producer of So You Talk to Cows. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. Also, I have a textbook that will be available soon, the Crisis Communications Guide for Agriculture, Food, and Natural Resources. I'll have more on that posted in the coming weeks.